Welcome to Love, Money, and the Law, where you'll find conversations about everything relationships, marriage, and divorce. I'm your host, Cindy Hyde, and my goal is to bring you new insights and points of view through legal, psychological, financial, and spiritual perspectives. Be sure to check out lovemoneylaw.com for live seminars, free videos, and products related to many of the topics we'll discuss. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Love, Money, and the Law. I'm Cindy Hyde, your host, and this is part of a series called The ABCs of Divorce. Today, my guest is Noel Cookman. Noel Cookman created the divorce lending industry in 2002. He's a frequent presenter to family law attorneys, realtors, and other mortgage professionals about the intersection of divorce and home finance. Noel is here to give us some tips and valuable insights into how home financing works in a divorce. We're talking purchasing, refinance, and buyouts. Welcome, Noel Cookman. Thank you. It's an honor to be with you. Typically, the biggest asset in a divorce has to do with our home. More often than not, I would say it's, it's, it's finance. There's a mortgage. There's an underlying mortgage. Mm -hmm. You need to understand how we're going to you know, pay for that home after there's a divorce. I mean, is, is it possible to stay there, or do we need to sell the house? or what happens uh, you know, if we can't just divide by two. So could you please talk to us a little bit about uh, you know, understanding the current mortgage uh, that someone might have. What are some things that we need to look at, uh, both as lawyers and as parties to a divorce action that might be critical uh, when we're talking about dividing, dividing the assets uh, during this time? Well, that's why I got involved in this, and the reason they say that I'm the, the uh, creator of this uh, divorce lending industry is because when I started back in 2002 and I had this idea, I couldn't find anybody in the country who was doing it. Mm -hmm. And I saw a problem, and I jumped in, and I said, basically, what if? And, and one of the things we first ran into was some of these myths. You, you sort of touched on it uh, just a minute ago. Um, I guess the the radical illustration of this big asset that gets divided is that story maybe you saw it uh, several weeks ago I think it was up in New Jersey um, the uh, judge said sir you you get half the house and wife you get the uh, half the house and he was so messed up he took a chainsaw went on top of the roof and of course oh, that's no. when uh, the, the police came and he was literally just cutting his house in half which uh, I think he obviously he was just trying to make a statement but because of some of those assumptions, maybe not that particular one, but yeah. some assumptions about, for instance, the first one we ran into was you have to sell the house. Mm -hmm. uh, the assumption was that uh, it took two incomes maybe to, to buy it, maybe, maybe not, but it was just kind of an underlying thing people just assumed. And so that's where I came in years ago and I said, we're going to address these uh, myths and a lot of things that as a new mortgage professional I was seeing and I was thinking that's not true they don't have to sell the house and so mm -hmm. I but I didn't know that much about the law I'm not a lawyer so I, I would ask people like you I'd say is it true they have to sell the house no there's there's no legal reasoning and there's no in the mortgage world there's no mortgage reason that they have to mm -hmm. it's a matter of numbers it's a matter of, of uh, who can uh, qualify a lot of people talk around uh, a table uh, where they're trying to work out a divorce. 
she can afford it or he can can't afford it or she can't afford it uh, you know all of these things get talked about mm -hmm. but the question I dealt with was can uh, he or she qualify for the mortgage um, generally if they can't qualify they can't afford it and um, generally if somebody uh, you know people with good credit can qualify for more than they have good sense to borrow but the point is I deal with can I qualify them for when when they when they divorce and one wants to keep the house and you know that's happens a whole lot okay sure. so let me stop you right here for just one second so the question might come up well we already have the house we've got the loan why does anybody need to qualify at this point let's say if mom question. mom keeps the house dad moves out we have a loan this is how much the the monthly payment is why is there a qualification process there and uh, what happens to that underlying note when there is a divorce. Mm -hmm. So uh, two reasons that a, a, a homeowner would need to get financing. One is if both parties are on that mortgage note, it doesn't, the liability doesn't just go away. Mm -hmm. Now this is a misnomer or a misconception uh, I would say in court. I've had people tell me, well the judge said I don't have to make payments anymore on that house. What the judge meant was I'm not going to make you make payments, mm -hmm. but if the ex is on that mortgage note, mm -hmm. then the liability doesn't just go away because there's a divorce and the court says you're supposed to make the payments. So the that ex still liable. So that ex after divorce is still carrying that on his credit on report. His credit. He still has that obligation. So unless there's a way to release that spouse that is you know remains on the note. Uh, that that stays there unless the home is refinanced, right? Yes. So okay. here's a cool little thing that the folks might really like mm -hmm. to, to know. Mm -hmm. But you got to listen to all 45 seconds of what I'm going to say or okay. else you could go out and say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. It mm -hmm. does matter. So say say uh, the, the husband and wife are on the mortgage note and the wife is keeping the house to keep the kids, you know, in the same house, mm -hmm. the same school and everything. And, and the husband just says, look, finance and get me off the mortgage. Here's, here's a cool little thing. If, if the husband wants to go out and get his mortgage, if he calls the right mortgage lender, mm -hmm. um, somebody who knows what they're doing, um, then that debt, if it is assigned to the wife in this case we're talking about, then that debt is actually excluded from his what we call qualifying ratios. There's a little box in our software where we just click it uh, uh, excluded debt excluded. Now you have to prove to the underwriter why it's excluded, but guess what? The the reason that you can exclude it is that debt is assigned to another party in a legal document like a divorce decree. That's, that's not mm -hmm. verbatim from the guidelines, but that's basically mm -hmm. what it says. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, the husband says it doesn't have to say, well, I can't go buy another house because I can't qualify. I can't afford, you know, that payment and this one. Well, Yes, he can if he qualifies in other respects. However, that just because we can exclude that debt from him mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the debt just goes away. In other words, if the ex defaults on that, it ruins his credit. Yes, and it you can say, well, look, the judge told her to pay it, or the court, the, you know, the agreement was mm -hmm. that she paid it. Doesn't matter. Ruined his credit. Why? Because he signed that promissory note, mm -hmm. and until that loan is paid off. He is obligated. Both every party who signs it is always obligated until that note is paid off. Now I know this could go down a rabbit 
trail here about people say, well, the bank said uh, I could assume the note. Well, that's a whole other thing that we might talk about at another time. Mm -hmm. Don't trust it. Uh, and I could, you can go on my blog and find out, you know, some articles about that. But the, so that's the number one reason why the wife in this case, or it could be the husband, mm -hmm. has to refinance that debt to get it out of the ex's name. So what is the process for doing that in the in the context of a divorce scenario? I mean, when can someone start to have these conversations, first of all, if they've made a decision that, okay, mom's gonna stay at home with the kids, or stay, or stay in the home with the kids, rather, uh, and dad will move on, so then, you know, when when is this part of the divorce process? I mean, when can you get a phone call, basically? Well, I'll tell you what, almost all the lenders out there are saying, what everybody, the, the street wisdom is about it, is that you wait till your divorce is final. Like you call your bank or mortgage guy and say, hey, I'm, I'm getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. I got a refi, get the X off the mortgage, maybe do a buyout. We'll talk about that maybe in a second. But mm -hmm. uh, here's generally what banks are t and lenders are telling people. Well, get your divorce final. Sorry about what you're going through. Get your divorce final. Mm -hmm. I can kind of pre-qualify you. I'll pull a credit report and make sure everything's good. It's totally worthless. So that's that's mm -hmm. what most, uh, that's what's happening most of the time out there. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. like, get your divorce final the day after, bring us to the decree, let's see what we can do. It's too late. Too much water's gone under the bridge. Mm -hmm. Here's what, and, and here's where we were totally contrary to the system uh, uh, almost 20 years ago now. We said, is there any rule, any law, any mortgage guideline that says we can't take an application while they're going through the divorce? Mm -hmm. Even before they file petition for divorce? Now, maybe? Is there any rule that said, there is no rule. There's no rule that says you have to take an application and close that deal in 30 or 45 or 60 days. Now you have to do certain compliance things, but I said, I said, why don't we take the application early, develop the approval. You are you a hockey fan? Do you know Wayne Gretzky? Sure, um, everybody knows right. Wayne. Yeah. Oh, of course. The, the, <laughs> what do they call him? The great one. Anyway, uh, if even if you don't follow hockey, um, you probably know this quote. This quote by Wayne Gretzky. They said, "What's what's the secret of your magic? You you're just magic out there on the ice. You score more goals than anybody else." He says, "I always skate to where the puck." is going to be, not to where it is. So I said, why can't we do this in mortgage mm -hmm. underwriting? Mm -hmm. Why can't we find out uh, where are we going in this? What What's the end goal? Uh, wife, you need to refinance, get the X off the mortgage, okay? Is it, do we need to include a buyout to the X? Where are we going so that we don't start the day after a divorce? As a matter of fact, this year, uh, and for the last couple of years, we've been closing our refinances where even when there's a buyout to the ex, we've been closing them second and third business day after final divorce. And we only need that time for clerical work. As a matter of fact, that's impressive. That's my, very impressive. My credit uh, manager is one of the vice presidents and even the president this, uh, this past August promised me, he said, look, I said, look, I want to do this one thing. I want to get a divorce decree at 10 o'clock in the morning, faxed over to me, and I want to close that loan at 4 o'clock that afternoon. Oh, you're said, good well, if you can do that. We'll do it. <laughs> We've done it the day after a couple of uh -huh. times and two uh -huh. days after. But the reason is, the, the heart and soul of why that can happen 
is because we don't we do it the opposite way that everybody mm -hmm. else says to do it. Mm -hmm. We we take the application, we process, and of course there's a million reasons. And I apologize for talking so fast, but I get excited about this because I can see how we can help so many people going through a divorce. We can, can help them qualify in advance of that final divorce, so that when when the divorce is finalized, we're promising our customer, whether it's your client or opposing or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. we're saying we'll close this deal. We're not like it's. We're not saying we hope we can get it done or let's see what happens. And you know you sure, can do it. It's done. It's underwritten. It's not just processed. We haven't just pulled a, a, a credit report. The loan is underwritten. The mm -hmm. appraisal has mm -hmm. been uh, reviewed. Mm -hmm. Now, I know a lot of people are thinking, wait, that's, that's not the way it's supposed to work. That's not the way they told me. But it can. we've done it for over 15 years that way. Smart, smart. So let me ask you then about qualifying for this purchase beforehand. I mean, so let's talk about some of those parameters because, you know, you might have spousal support uh, at issue, You're, you might have child support as income, uh, you know, someone might just be entering the workforce. So how do all of those factors play into how do you qualify you for You want someone? me to give away a little secret here, I do, you? I do. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I love to do this, but on, on the other hand, I'm like, I'm giving away my secrets. Uh -huh. They're not really secrets because they're in the guidelines. It's nothing I made up, but mm -hmm. I just read them, I guess, in a different light. So here's a cool secret. If you're mm -hmm. divorcing right now, um, thank, your, thank God and your lucky stars you tuned into this program and you're listening to mm -hmm. Cindy Hyde, but this, this is amazing. For your, for child support or spousal support or alimony, contractual alimony, however, it's, mm -hmm. it's all considered support in the mortgage world. Mm -hmm. And there are two main features that are required for that to become qualifying income. So you can't just say, I'm getting child support. Hey, look at the bank statement. I got child support. The lender doesn't say, oh, okay, you, I guess you're getting child support. No, there has to be, uh, there have to be certain metrics in place. And here are the two main metrics. There are some others, but the two main things are two numbers. Has it been received and documented as having been received for six months? So we have to go with our customer. We have to say, here's, here's the documentation that we need to start, and here's exactly how we want it documented. We tell them painfully, in, in painful detail, look, here, do it this way. So, excuse me, in, in this context then, that means that we, as lawyers, family lawyers, we need to jump on child support or spousal support right away early in the process. Exactly. Okay. Because we live by documentation. Mm -hmm. You live by judgments and orders and agreements in mm -hmm. the legal world. Mm -hmm. And so that's the way you think. And, and we have to, we're bound by that. We, we mm -hmm. have to live by that. But we also live in documentation. So the mortgage guidelines say something like this. Document that spousal support or child support has been received for six months. Well, guess what? Even before that support is ordered, now there's a little nuance in Freddie Mac's thing that requires it to have been ordered, but Fannie Mae's the biggest, and FHA and VA are the, are, you know, just mm -hmm. overshadow uh, Freddie Mac. So all it requires is the documentation. So they're going through a divorce, and everybody thinks they're going to get it done in 61 days, I know, but, it, you know, let's say it takes six months, probably, I don't know what the average is, but uh -huh. it can be months. Yeah. Well, at, at the very beginning, we say, what is uh, uh, child support going to be? And they usually know because they've talked to you and, and they know, hey, look, I know what the support's going to be. 
So we say, look, start documenting it that right now. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they'll need to call you or me to find out exactly how that can happen. Remember, because they can, a, a, between a husband and wife, they can create a paper trail of having paid that support without actually paying any extra money. It's how you create the paper trail. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a, uh, a technical issue in the drafting, actually. Okay, of, of so, mm-hmm. right, so, but when you're documenting it, even before it gets drafted or the final decree, mm-hmm. uh, how does it get created so that, or, or how does it get paid in, in a manner that it gets documented? That, just, just remember, remember folks, it's documentation. Right. That, that's the key. Right. So, um, so you need six months of documentation. Start that as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't do it on your own. You know, this is call, where you need a family law attorney involved, uh, call, right? Call Cindy, <laughs> and and uh, we'll get connected. But uh, it can be done, and it's not super complex. Then the other thing is, it has to continue for three years, not at 30, least. At least, at least. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, at least three years, right? So we're we're trying to find out. Remember, we're trying to skate to where the puck is going to be. Mm-hmm. We're saying, uh, how old are your children? See, on uh, 14. When's their 15th birthday? Because then that's kind of starts a three-year. Thing or what grade are they in school? It mm-hmm. starts that three-year thing before uh, emancipation. So that's so, really an incentive to get your decree signed too. That's another incentive for for an enthusiastic settlement. Let's want say. Me ta- want me to tell you one more secret? Sure. Here's something where you can game the system. I mean, it's not unethical. It certainly isn't illegal, but you can game the system if you're going through a divorce. Apply for that loan right now. Now, here's why. That three years, I just said it, the support mm-hmm. has to continue for three years. Mm-hmm. The, the trigger date for that three years is not when your loan closes, which you would think it would be. Mm-hmm. You would think the lender would say, hey, if I'm going to close this loan on February 15th or whatever, right. I want the support to continue, continue three years from that. Exactly. I'm underwriting this loan based on what's going to happen for the next few mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. The, the guidelines actually say from date of application not from the oh, date of loan closing. Right. So that's critical. That's a critical piece of information. It, it can save the whole deal. Uh-huh. So that's why that's just an example of what what gradually through years has gone through our minds like why and we we start pushing back and we say are you sure it has to be this way and I want to see the guidelines about that. And so that's why where we discover these things right. is pushing back not accepting the street wisdom or whatever you call it, what everybody else believes about how a mortgage has to be done and what mm-hmm. they heard. Like, remember, started off talking about, oh, we got to sell the house and everybody's got to get mm-hmm. their own half-size house. Right. No, no. It's a matter of numbers. So let somebody that knows what they're doing work on the math of that. Mm-hmm. It's not magic. It mm-hmm. looks like magic sometimes. People mm-hmm. tell me, the lawyers say, oh, man, you're a magician. You just did. No, it's math. It's not magic. But... Uh, let somebody who knows how to do that math work on those numbers for you. The bad news is there are hardly, or there's just very not very many divorce lending specialists out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree the good with news you. is I know a guy, so um, you <laughs> no can get man. you can get connected. <laughs> um, so uh, and we're training more and more people, and we really have a passion. I can it's see a that huge order, but we've got to get to. Such a value in what you're saying. Now, let me, let's go back to qualifying for the purchase. That is going to necessarily include a credit history, credit checks. So let's talk about some of those credit issues. Maybe 
maybe someone's credit is not that great and and we're looking to apply for a loan. Is there any insight that you can give us to what you know someone can do to help improve a situation or? Well, as you can imagine, we deal with that a lot of times. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not as much as you think because people tell me, oh, if you're dealing with divorce, and that's virtually all I, I deal with in mortgage mm -hmm. finance, uh, you probably see a lot of messed up credit. And, and sure we do, but you'd be amazed. Um, uh, don't stigmatize divorcing or divorce people as people with bad credit. No, that's not true. Uh, it probably just happens as it does to the general public, you know, as far as credit difficulty. So mm -hmm. that's another reason that um, a person who's going through a divorce, or they see that divorce in their future, uh, they need to apply for the loan now because, uh, and here's another secret, um, when the old days you would pull a credit report, I'm sorry we can't do your loan, your credit score is too low, or look at this, these late payments, mm -hmm. look at all this mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Well now we, we have such advances that the credit repository that we use to pull our, uh, our credit reports also has, and almost all of them have it now, also has what they call a credit wizard. There's different names for it, mm -hmm. but we push a few buttons and it tells us, here's what this person needs to do to get their credit score to ascend. Oh, and so there's it, actually a very methodical way to do that. Yes, I mean, it's computerized. Okay. We don't try to figure it out. We know certain things to help enhance your credit score. Mm -hmm. um, the credit bureaus don't actually tell you that very much anyway, because they make their billions by being secretive and, and their algorithm is a secret, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, these, these programs that the credit repositories have now are amazing. They will tell you, just as an example, you've got a $1,200 balance on a $1,000 limit, which is gonna really hurt your scores. Mm -hmm. They'll say, I've seen something like this before. It says, pay that account balance down to $728, and then the next day, pay it down to $600. I mean, it's crazy So how do you like know, that. how do you know what to do? I mean, is that also something The computer that you, knows. The, the computer knows, knows what to but do. I mean, right. how do you fix, so if I'm working with you in the context, again, of divorce and, and but you know, oops, we have a little bad credit. Can you give direction as to how to do on what day, how to make those payments? Is that right? Or? Yes, well, well, the direction we give is to print out that computer program and say, here's oh, what exactly okay. what it says to do. Okay, there's so, such a thing. So All it's right. a five page report or however many pages. And um, I'm just trying to quickly describe what can happen. And yeah. it can, it, the report can tell you how long it will take you to get to that score and uh, you can actually tell it how many dollars you have to put toward debt. Don't, uh, I guess the takeaway in this is don't try to repair your own credit. Mm. Certain things, sure, you know, don't be late on payments and, and, uh, right. and don't have revolving accounts with 90 to 100% balance against the limit, that kind of stuff. But don't try to fix it yourself. If you have, if you're like, I'm getting a, my refund check and IRS refund check, or I'm getting this, or I have $1,000 or $10,000. Don't do it on your own. Don't say, I'll pay this against that. Get somebody like me to pull your credit mm -hmm. and push the buttons. Okay. And it, that, that program will tell you to the dollar what to pay against which account. Okay. And that will cause your scores to, to go up. Perfect. So we deal, that's how we deal with in, in a divorce situation, just like we would anybody. Does it's, that happen very uh, relatively quickly too? I mean, you can you can move your score up pretty fast because if you're in a divorce, you're going through a divorce. I mean, you know, you might not have forever 
to exactly, to right. manage those monthly payments. So even a few months can be helpful, right? Well, well, there's I guess there's two answers to that. One is the program will tell you uh, immediate increase in score. So as soon oh, as it okay. hits the, okay. as soon as that creditor receives the payment and is able to report it, or you can kind of short circuit that whole thing, uh, or it takes two months or whatever. But then the the other part of that uh, prong of that answer is this that that's part of my role to tell the customer, your client, mm -hmm. and then I report to you as the attorney, I say, I can get this deal done. I can get the loan closed, but I need three months, four months, or, or whatever it takes. Got and it. that's, a, think about it, that's a heck of a lot better than sitting across the table and the other side saying, she can't do it, she has bad credit, she has this, and she mm. can't, she can't. It's a heck of a lot better to walk into that mediation, which is super popular now, and I think it's a great, great thing. Mm -hmm. But whether it's a meeting, you know, with everybody, or a mediation, formal mediation, or the court, or whatever, to walk in there and say, oh, by the way, our loan is, the loan application has been taken, it's been processed, it's been underwriting, underwritten sign here and we got a deal yeah that's amazing that's and, and that that's that's an incredible uh way to enter a process of mediation like that i mean you've got a big place so two of hours yes. sometimes <laughs> don't want it. it's like hey we got this done so no. so i i think and and then think about it from the other side because a lot of times the other side they don't know mm -hmm. they're like why should I? And, and I would advise them, don't. Don't just leave your credit at risk. Don't say, okay, you get the house, just make the payments and refinance it out of my name whenever you can. Mm -hmm. No, you need to have a specific time frame. You Agreed. need to know. Don't Agreed. just throw it to the wind. So if I come in and, and, and let's, say, uh, let's say the other side is saying, I want my name off the mortgage and by gosh, I, you know, mm -hmm. I'll give you 60 days or whatever. What if I come in and say, look, it, I can do it in four months, but I can do it. Now that takes the that that feels you see, you a lot different. Yeah, you see what's driving you that person. That they don't know. Yes. But yes. when you say I know, and here's the proof, I can do it. Then it's like, and oh by the way, this debt's not going to count against your debt ratios since you want to go on and buy a house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that's just a heck of a lot better to be able to say, okay, well I'd like it done in sixty days, but if if for sure it's going to be done, right. In four months. That's sure. a very secure feeling. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you about this this uh, scenario. Uh, what if you've had a stay-at-home mom for a big length of time and she's going to go back to work, but she'd like to stay in the house. So how does a lender look at that if she does get a job and uh, the income would be enough to support uh, paying a mortgage and her mm -hmm. other expenses? Well, it, that's another example of uh, skating to where the puck is going to be. Mm -hmm. And that's part of our advising. Now, most lenders will say, well, you don't have a job, uh, call us when you do have a job. What we do is we say, what would it take? How much pay do you need to qualify for where we're going? We, ne we need to, we, we try to project into the future and then reverse engineer everything. But is it pay or is it time and history in, a, in work? Because well, I've heard that you've got it, to have, be at that job for a while before you'll be considered. Is that true? You, um, maybe. Okay. And this is where uh, you, we can bust a few myths. Um, there's the two-year thing that people hear about, and mm -hmm. you need a two-year work history. That's sort of kind of true, but but don't don't do this at home. So that's generally <laughs> applies to self-employed people. Like if you go to school and you get a you got your law degree and you go to work with a firm and they pay you you know W two and pay stubs, then your income is immediate. What we call immediately qualifying. Mm -hmm. Day one, first pay stub. 
You want a house? Boom. If the pay justifies it, boom. You got it. You got mm -hmm. your house. Mm -hmm. So um, with in divorce, where you have a stay-at-home mom, it's not like she hasn't been working. By the way, she's been raising kids and being a wife. You know, so she's been working pretty hard. Mm -hmm. So um, not that not that the, the mortgage industry, you know, recognizes all of that. But here's here's what happens. Does she have any education for in the past? Does she have a degree? That's one of the first things we'll look at. Because if she does, just like you got out of law school, you have two years of experience. What is that two, two years of experience? It's your education, mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go to work for two years. If you start your own business, you got to prove for two years that you can make it work, and they use that income. But in, uh, one thing you, what you want to watch out for in divorce and this is why we underwrite our loans fully before the final divorce. Here's just one of many questions we answer. Out of work 10 years, she had experience before. There's what you call in mortgage underwriting is called back to work. Mm -hmm. The lender can say, sure, she had experience years ago, but we want to see that she is, quote, back to work earning money in this field or the field she's working is in is not quite as connected to that old experience she has as we'd like to see but it, whatever we want to see her quote back to work so uh, it could be up to six months so we want to underwrite that loan because that's one of those gray areas I mean the underwriters have metrics and they can look at certain things but that's an area that we don't necessarily know so I'll put that loan in underwriting I say I want you to tell me in two days I want you to tell me how many months back to work you want my customer to be. That way I can tell the customer and her attorney, mm -hmm. or his attorney, I can say, look, uh, I can close this loan at such and such a date because he or she will be back to work. It mm -hmm. could be two months. It mm -hmm. could be nothing. It's very fact specific though, basically, that's yes. what you're saying. Okay. Well, we'll but the, it's not impossible. No, no, we'll get the feedback okay. and we'll know. Okay. That way everybody knows. So yeah, again, that's stick really, to where the puck is. Don't. Don't just assume things and don't don't focus on where you are now. No, that's very valuable uh, piece of information. Also, especially for you know for women who are in that situation, because uh, I know often I'll have clients in my office that say, you know, maybe they've been they've started their own business a little bit on the side, or they have they they do have a degree, but they just haven't been in the workforce for a long time, and they're just scared. I mean, they're mm -hmm. scared to. What's going to happen to the home? I don't know if I can stay here. You know, you know, all these questions come up, and uh, so this is really, really very a positive, optimistic possibility to, you know, to have on the burner if, you know, if they find the right job, I guess. Too. Well, uh, <laughs> it, you know, what's amazing. Um, I I believe in in a power that's greater than than me. Um, uh, I don't want to get religious or anything, but I, I, it's just amazing to me how things can work out. Mm -hmm, that's true. That's and so, so true. one of the first things I tell every client that calls me, I feel like they're putting my life for a reason. And I just feel, now not everybody's like that. Some, you know, some people get crossways. I know that's hard for everybody to believe that, but it's possible that somebody doesn't like me out there, I suppose, <laughs> and I get crossways with, with this person or that person. But for the most part, I, I know no, you can't I, believe it. I doubt it, but, I seriously doubt that. But I genuinely have a super optimism about everybody who calls me. And I feel like one of my roles is, has nothing to do with mortgages or numbers or math or dollars. It has to do, or the divorce, it has to do with just saying something to them and say, look, if you can trust me right now, 
your life is going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I am optimistic and I have a good reason to be optimistic about your future. <clears throat> now part of it is business and math and dollars and you know because I, I know I can get them where they need to go. Mm -hmm. But the other part of it is kind of intangible. I can't explain it totally mm -hmm. but I just know that that's why I'm there and that's why we're on that phone call. That's amazing. We're going to have all of your contact information uh, on on the uh, the podcast and the YouTube site where everybody awesome. can find out where to find you uh, if they have more questions. And if someone is uh, in this situation, I mean, whether it's lawyers that might maybe want to call and just ask a few more details, uh, or there's someone Love who's it. considering uh, getting a divorce, I mean they should feel free to call you, right? And have a chat and see what Well, they should really uh, what, feel free to call, call you. Because yeah. <laughs> they, you know, please don't get a divorce without an attorney. I don't care what they're telling you out there that, about 100%, yes. Oh my gosh, I've, mm -hmm. I've seen it all. I've, that's a mm -hmm. book I'll write one day. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, they, they need to call you. And um, so, uh, yeah, please call and it'd be a great honor to, to speak to people. I'll speak to as many people as I can about um, you know, solving problems, getting them mm -hmm. through this intersection so the gears mm -hmm. don't strip between the gears of mortgage and gears of divorce. Mm -hmm. And um, it would be my great honor to take those calls. Okay, wonderful. No, thank you so very much for thank your time you. today. It was very, very helpful. And I know you gave a lot of uh, people some, you know, very uplifting uh, support and knowing that there is a future after divorce. Awesome. Yeah. I'm your okay. biggest cheerleader. Okay. I love what you do. Okay. It's important. You do awesome stuff. Well, thank you. That's all for now. Thank you for joining me. I'm Cindy Hyde for Love, Money, and the Law. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Love, Money, and the Law. Be sure to subscribe to receive a note about the next topic. When you subscribe, it helps support this effort to bring you independent insights into topics that matter in your family and beyond.